1: Hello and welcome to Toonami Pre-Flight. Today we're going to be talking Robot Carnival, which is an anthology. And as a excellent transition, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite anthological. This, can you make anthology an adjective? I don't think so. Our favorite movies that are anthologies. Uh, we did animated anthologies a while back, but we're taking yeah. a little bit different tack. I'm sure no one remembers or cares. I certainly don't. Uh, so let's start talking Robot Carnival, our first anthology of the day.
2: And this was in the 30s for our Paste Anime. I think it's high 20s. No, I checked. It's in the 30s. Okay. Um, and
1: oh, right, because we skipped it and
2: came back. Yeah. And when, uh, we, when we reviewed it for the Paste Anime thing, it, I had to use an old DVD because it had been... Not available on Blu ray, yeah. but it was just just, like- just came out remastered by Discotech on Blu ray like last week. So, um, and that's actually why we waited because yeah. we, we knew it was coming out and I wanted to rewatch it in full HD glory. Um, and I'm glad I waited because it looks dynamite. It's a great remaster. Um, it's about as clean as you can get for a movie animated that long ago. Yeah, I mean,
1: 1987, what it. What percentage of people watching do you think were alive when Robot
2: Carnival? Right now? Yeah. yeah, I don't know, not many. Um,
1: if you were born before nineteen eighty-seven.
2: I had, I saw it on uh, VHS, obviously, um, back in the day. It was one of those blockbusters. It was just yeah. sitting on the shelf, and um, I remember just being like, "Who? Huh, what's this?" Like it was one of those where you just go to blockbuster when something else was out. Like, oh, yeah, like there's oh, yeah. some new anime there, um, and uh, I liked it. Quite a bit back then, um, but it was one of those things that just sort of made and made its way stealthily into my life.
1: Yeah, a friend of mine used to work at Blockbuster. That was his um, oh, really? high school job, so it would always be like, "Yeah, yeah. no, we'll put the new mm-hmm. movies out."
2: Um, so this is a this is a, an anthology or a compilation, if you prefer. Um, Where there's nine different stories And they're all by different animators Some of whom had never directed anything before But were just um, animators with a lot of experience But there's some big names in here Um, As with many great anthology, anime uh, Otomo was involved um, And he, (coughs) excuse me, co-directs the opening and closing sequence Which is one of my favorite things Because it's just hilariously weird (laughs) Um it opens with a town full of people and then, and then one kid freaks out freaks out, warning everybody that something's coming. Because he finds the coming
1: soon <laughs> yeah. poster.
2: There's a huge robot carnival. It's like the sand it's like the um the Jawas Santa thing Clawler. in Star Wars, yeah. And it's just a huge moving logo and it crushes everything in the town and that's how it starts, which I think is strong, strong beginning. Yeah. Um but before we talk more about it, why don't we go ahead and, and um, we'll just look at the so we have the, the the initial US trailer from from back in the day and then we have the new trailer for the remaster. Let's let's just watch both See of those
1: back to back. The promotions changed. We'll, we'll talk, yeah. We technically can't watch them back back-to-back to
2: back. We'll come back in for just long enough to talk for our folks in the control room to switch to the new one. Here we go.
0: 9 animators, 1 vision.
2: talents to create one spectacular animation event.
0: Robot Carnival,
2: the animation event of the year. A timeless promotion. Nine animators. Streamline Media, that's who put it out originally. Yeah. They were sort of like an all-purpose... Warehouse corner. Like, sort of, yeah. Like, yeah, just pick that shit up, I know, re-edit it, and they originally changed the order of two of the shorts... In the original release, I have no idea. Yeah, why, why. would you bother? don't like, <laughs> know just why. I such know such an an arbitrary you maybe decision. Maybe somebody somewhere was like, "It's too slow in this it doesn't part." Doesn't flow. It's, yeah. Um, so this is the um, uh, little promo for the remastered version. Nine
0: animators. One. Two, three.
2: So that, that that was edited by uh Jose who from uh yeah. Faithful. Uh excellent work Jose. Um, so uh the different stories the, the only commonality they have is they involve robots hence the name Robot Carnival and I think and they're all festive in nature. Uh, and I think that um Probably the only thing they told the animators was, "You just have to do something about. Got to have robots. To involve a robot, and yeah. they just let them do whatever they wanted. So, um, not it's 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 so it's it's pretty open ended. Um, and even though some of them are only a couple minutes long, they feel longer because some of them don't really have a story. Yeah, most
1: almost all of them don't have dialogue. Of yeah, only really two easy.
2: only two out of the nine yeah. have dialogue. Two are basically just music videos that do tell a story, but they just don't have the character saying anything. Yeah, and
1: some are like almost animation test exercises. Yeah, the, just... there's
2: one really beautiful one that's just sort of line art. Yeah, and it's it's kind of just a cool music video. That's what I like about anthologies is that you can just from from creator to creator, you'll have a totally different perspective and you'll have a totally different experience. Just because I like the, it's kind of like reading a book of short stories. You just don't know what's going to come next. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite one in the thing?
1: I think the um, Frankenstein one, basically, where it's the scientist. Uh,
2: that's just gorgeously yeah. animated. That's the first one.
1: It's the. I was thinking it was the. Same. It's the first one right after okay. the.
2: Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. after the robot carnival runs over yeah. the <laughs> town.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks amazing and it's also just a funny story that he yeah. kills the scientists. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, he he basically creates a Frankenstein robot that then falls over and crushes the sun, the yeah. scientists.
1: It's a good lesson to not uh, reach too high, I
2: think. I think my favorite is definitely the, uh, the uh, Meiji-era robot battle. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the last ones and it's two giant... A wooden robot versus a brick robot and they're battling it's like a steampunk meiji era right um giant robot thing it's very silly and over the top but i really love the animation and i love the robot designs
1: and that one's got um, a crazy title too that's like chapter three or something yeah it's not
2: it just in any way it a does series. it does feel like uh, it almost feels like a series pilot because it has some pretty well-developed characters and a bunch of different characters and a bunch of dialogue like it's pretty crazy um and you can watch it in Japanese, or you can have the original dub, which is some pretty goofy, hilarious. Yeah. Well, that was Late back 80s. when all dubbing actors were British. So it's the same voices you and hear it was on, like, two people. <laughs> and you, it's like the same people you hear on, like, Hong Kong, yeah. John Woo movies and stuff. Um, and my least favorite, I think, is definitely the one where the crybaby dude builds, like, a robot doll, and then he starts talking to her and basically doesn't like that she has a mind of her own, so he smashes her. And then keeps coming back. And then he keeps remembering, like, it's his life's greatest... Exactly, that's the robot. It's his life's greatest regret that he didn't allow her to become her own being, and he's... Married and he's telling his wife This is his big regret It is like his wife's chopped liver And then we fast forward another 10 years And he's even older and he's still crying about it And then she comes to take The robot comes to take him away Which I guess is just him dying And he's finally stopped. But it's like it's so weird and yeah. It's sort of creepy in a lot of different ways <laughs> and, and it's too long but most of them are great um, as with any anthology there's going to be some that you like and some that you don't Yeah, um, I think the hit rate on this one is really high considering there's nine different shorts um, but if you haven't checked it out I think it's well worth uh, getting the Blu-ray and popping it in Just to see um, I mean it's the kind of thing they don't really do much Anymore and they never did before It's still pretty amazing to me that they got nine people They got enough money to have nine people do Random stories about robots and made it into A theatrical that's crazy Yeah, um, That has stood the test of time Yeah um, so I think Well worth checking out if you haven't um, And that leads us into Today's topic which seems to Confuse a lot of you which is Depressing to me Uh, What's your favorite anthology movie? So, an anthology... Jason, what's an anthology? (laughs) An anthology is a collection of different stories, usually by different creators, sometimes not, sometimes by the same creator, that may or may not be interconnected. So... Pulp Fiction is an anthology film, but it's all from one, right? well, two writers and one director. Uh, I chose anthology films like Robot Carnival, which were all made by completely different creators. But there are anthology films that are made by one person telling several different types of stories. Like all of my picks. Yeah. Um, in other words, the easy way out. And so let's uh, start with mine because I did it right, so I'll go first. And first up for me is one of my favorite anthologies. Maybe the first one I've, I ever – no, Fantasia is probably the first one I've, I, I ever I had the same
1: saw. thought. I was like, is Creepshow yeah. the first?
2: Th- I, I think Fantasia was the first one I saw, but Creepshow was the first one I loved. I love. I like Fantasia a lot, but there's only – Night on Bald Mountain is the only one in Fantasia that yeah. I totally love. Um But Creepshow, I was crazy in love with When I was a youth So Creepshow, if you haven't heard of it, is an anthology film Based on Stephen King's short stories So again, sort of All the same writer, but totally different filmmakers Making making each um, segment And uh, a lot of the stories are original; they're made just for the movie, um, and including one story includes Stephen King himself in a pretty ridiculous role. Um, it's very comic book. In all
1: fairness, he was doing a lot of cocaine. At the yeah,
2: <laughs> it's a throwback to he was literally. He it's a throwback to um, EC horror comic books. That's sort of the whole vibe they're going for. If that rings a bell with anyone who's not old like me, um, so let's check out the trailer, which is a delightful and silly '80s trailer. For Creep Show.
0: Coming soon. Jolting Tales of Horror. Creep Show. From the author of Carrie, The Shining, and Cujo. The creator of Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. You'll scream at ghastly ghouls. Cringe at weird kids.
1: And shiver at the doings of evil doctors. This is going to be extremely
2: painful, Mr. Vero.
0: Creepshow. Will grab you, grow on you, and give you the creeps. No, this is going to be an entirely new experience. Creep show, the most fun you'll ever have being scared. I
2: love that trailer. It's so ridiculous. Uh, Creepshow, pretty awesome. And you get to see Ted Danson be a dick and die in a really hilarious way. Um, Next up for me is Twilight Zone, the movie, uh, which was uh, Steven Spielberg produced it. But it is a collection of different stories by different filmmakers. Uh, This movie is sort of known for um, the actor Vic Morrow, Died on set along with two children uh, Because of a helicopter accident Uh, The part that um, John Landis was actually Filming um, there was an accident on set with a helicopter stunt, and Vic Morrow, who was a well known actor, was beheaded along with the two kids um so pretty crazy that john landis didn 't go to jail for that, but I guess he pulled some strings It but was the eighties baby there 's a book written about it that 's pretty interesting if you're if you have a mind to look for it um that 's about basically the The negligence that went on on set that allowed the people to be sort of working in unsafe conditions and for that to happen. I think if that happened nowadays, it would be career-ending. But for John Landis, it was like, "Ah, I got more movies to make.
1: It certainly doesn't seem like they would also then finish the movie and (laughs) release it. They're
2: like, well, movie's done. Yeah, different time. Show had to go on. Kids got killed. Oh, well, put that shit out. Um... But it's a good movie. In, in their defense, the movie's pretty good. Um, I don't know if I would have kept that segment. But uh,
1: I mean, it's pretty fucked up. We may make it in the movie.
2: <laughs> so anyway, we're, we're going to go to hell. Uh, so it's, a, it's, a, it's basically taking some uh, Twilight Zone stories, some of the best-known stories, and remaking them and letting directors uh, retell them. My... Uh, my favorite story in there, well, I, I kind of like them all, but the, there's a wraparound story with Dan Aykroyd driving in an ambulance, and I'm just going to show you the end of that part because I think it's hilarious. But the whole movie has a pretty terrific sense of humor about itself that is makes it really fun to watch. So let's check out that scene.
1: Hey, you, you want to see something really scary? You bet. Really? Yeah. Okay, this is this is really, really scary now. I trust you. Okay, pull the car over. Pull the car over? Ooh. You want to see it? Well, show me while I'm driving. No, I can't. I can't tell you about it. It's only take a couple of seconds. All right, two seconds, okay? Okay. What is it? Just pull it over. Okay. I'll show you. All right.
0: Okay. Scare me.
2: Are you ready? Okay, go ahead. What are you doing? Before, uh, so it's Dan Aykroyd and Albert Brooks. Um, A lot of big talent, a lot of stars, um, a lot of big name directors. And then finally, uh, my third choice is New York Stories. Which is an anthology uh, featuring three short films, one from Woody Allen, one from Martin Scorsese, and one from Francis Ford Coppola, all set in New York. Um, for my money, uh, the, the Woody Allen one is just sort of marginal Woody Allen. The Coppola one is, is okay, but the Scorsese one is absolutely terrific and stars Nick Nolte as a tortured artist and Rosanna Arquette as sort of a muse slash up-and-coming artist herself. Um, and it's got all of Scorsese's sort of signature camera swooshes and stuff. It's when he was really... I mean, he's kind of always been firing on all cylinders, but he was really firing on all cylinders here. So this is probably... Not doing a lot
1: of cocaine at that point. Yeah.
2: Mm, I don't know about that. but So this is the classiest... Of these anthologies that I'm choosing Uh, This is the Best looking clip I could get from New York stories I couldn't find a good trailer But I did find this amazing clip of Rosanna Arquette's character asking Nick Nolte if she's got what it takes to be an artist And his response is Hilarious and I also think true So let's just watch that
0: It's amazing how much more interesting he's getting What do you mean Interesting? It's not boring You know you've got a nice little irony Working for you Irene. Yeah, nice thing. Mm. How's the tension Look, last time? It's nice. Nice. Yeah, nice. Oh shit, you know that.
2: You know, you're the only person in the world who could say that to me and live.
0: Look, could you just tell me if you think I'm any good? How about that? Just tell me if 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 I have any talent, or if you think I'm just wasting my time. Because sometimes I feel I should just quit, because... Just tell me what you think, come on. What the hell difference does it matter what I think? It's yours. I mean, you make art because you have to, because you've got no choice. So it's not about talent, it's about no choice but to do it not any good well you're 22 so who knows who
2: cares you want to give it up you give it up you weren't a real artist to begin with basically the best
1: looking clip you could find was subtitled from
2: absolutely I challenge you to find a better clip shot on a
1: phone and then transferred to VHS yes
2: Yes. I'm glad that you used your eyes good job well, so let's talk about show. your anthologies. Okay. The easy way out anthologies.
1: I don't see how one is easier or harder than the other.
2: Uh one is definitely harder. Try finding other ones than these examples. The uh,
1: <laughs> well you took the two
2: I didn't take heavy me- I didn't take heavy metal. We
1: talked about heavy metal a bunch, so that's why I didn't want we already did animated anthologies you remember from episode sixty seven. <laughs>
2: Didn't just, want to retread just saying, ground. Just saying, there's. I mean, other, it's not like I wanted to
1: literally take all of the same pictures for previous you know. So first for me is Robert Altman's early '90s shortcuts, aka starring everyone who was making movies in the early '90s in Los Angeles, based on a Raymond Carver, a series of Raymond Carver short stories. Um, much like your clip, not a lot of great shortcuts, upresd really? clips Even running the on the Criterion release? Yeah, the Criterion. This the is a cri- tri- the Criterion trailer, mm. but the trailer itself is not
0: uh, HD. Yeah. Crazy.
1: Um, the people who remastered it cared a lot about the movie, but evidently the people on YouTube <laughs> couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> so gotcha. let's check out the trailer for shortcuts. Hey, stay in the He's
0: outside, I've told you a hundred times Don't put Susie outside the outside, they're gonna, It's going to give her cancer It's not going to give her cancer, don't you get environmental you on you me, is the news lately? So, virtual reality is practically totally real but not I'm going to like somebody Where are you going, Gene? Uh, I'll you. This is the third night this week, Gene Going further He's playing around, on. I can Gene. smell it on him was born to be free with a little more butter please coming up Yay. i came home i told her our whole life could change
2: or tells me to go on a diet i'll
0: find a way to keep well, this house is half
2: mine you know is
0: that a joke? hours
2: a day to make ends meet yeah i bake all night
0: and work all day i thought you made phone calls at night i said ola if i have one more beer i'm gonna have to take a nap and she says i wondered what it would take to get you into bed do you think he's attractive Oh, no. he kissed you didn't he i want to know the truth we're just talking right yes marion we're just talking how long are you gonna do that do you know what time it is? To hell with love To hell with love Forget what other people do
2: When it comes to me and you To hell with love
1: Did I do something wrong, officer?
2: Take your sunglasses off, now. One more question. How many clowns can you fit in this car, man?
0: When it comes to you and me, that's the way it's gonna be. If you share my point of view, I'm a woman made for you. When it comes to push or shove, if you're holding out for love. These are strange people, honey. Yeah, with love.
2: I remember when I got out of that movie in the theater. I was seeing it with my girlfriend at the time, and we were both just super pissed because it was like so negative about humanity. Yeah,
1: I mean we it's basically like, like that movie. Man. Everyone cheats on everyone, and then they die.
2: Yeah, and, and now I and love you. It. See the brilliance. Well, of yeah, I love Raymond Carver now, but then I wasn't yeah. ready. I was too youthful and naive. I was like, "This is bullshit."
1: Life's not like that. <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> Uh Next for me is uh, Masaki Kobayashi's 1964. Kwaidan, um, which is a series of four Japanese folk tales um, that they bill as a horror movie, but it's really more like a series of ghost stories. I, why do you think that horror movies tend to be. Why do you think that so many anthology movies tend to revolve around horror stories? I don't know. Is it just I just the nature of. I think it's the na- a Short story.
2: Yeah, I think it's the nature of. I mean, we're not. You know, the other thing they revolve around is romance because there's love actually and. I mean, you know, all we've those, already done a lot of action. There's Mother's Day. There's like all those yeah. stupid ass. But I just think horror is something you can do cheaply and still have it be interesting. Right. You don't need a lot of effects. It can be mostly about an idea. And you can tell a horror story Fact. quickly. It's not like some big convoluted right. science fiction story that needs... You, need a,
1: you don't need to build the world. It's just right. like some crazy you shit's happening. You need one Let's good go.
2: idea and you need a, a decent execution of it. And you can make a really good horror short. And I think that's that's why you see so many horror ones.
1: Um, so this is the trailer for Quite On, and it basically focuses, this is also a Criterion uh, trailer. It focuses around um, the woman in the snow, which I think is the third story, um, which is about a woodcutter who finds a spirit in the woods, and he promises not to tell anybody about her, uh, so she'll save his life. But then he kind of forgets how that. how work out? Yeah. It, I'm guessing it didn't, didn't work so out. Let's see, check out the trailer. Mm-hmm. 京都
0: ここで唸る手は銭との<スク> 申しでも暮らしのために身を焦にして働き
2: do you have that movie i do that's good it's, uh, I like it. it's long as shit it's like two and a half hours long
1: yeah i mean for it being four stories yeah, you think it's time. gonna be like <laughs> yeah. 90 minutes and yeah. it's like it's two and a half
2: hours i mean like every yeah. story you're like yeah wow oh, it's still shit. going yeah <laughs> but it, they're great
1: yeah um it's uh it is a commitment, but... Yeah. Watch... Break it it's up.
2: Probably in... I mean, more of an art film than in the yeah. rest of these choices. Um, well... You're just, you're just arty yeah. yeah. Just, when I think high art, I think Gil Austin. Indeed. For sure.
1: um, speaking of which, my final pick is Trick or Treat. Uh, the Michael Doherty 2007 movie. He's doing the new Godzilla. I know. I'm psyched. Movie. Destroy all Godzillas. Mm-hmm. i um, This is, I think... My not my favorite, but the what I enjoy about especially horror anthologies where it's finding the razor's edge between funny, taking it seriously, and still being creepy and scary. The
2: creep show template,
1: yeah. Um, That a lot of people have done well, and some people have done kind of shitty. Yeah. Uh, So let's check out the trailer for Trick or Treat.
0: And goblins should follow. Always stay on sidewalks. Never go to a stranger's house and never go out alone.
2: <laughs> Some things. Oh. Room free. Sorry.
1: All these traditions. No, wait, wait. Oh, what? You're supposed to keep it lit.
0: Why?
2: Ancient tradition? Putting on costumes.
0: I look like I'm five. You look great. What do we do now? We meet our dates. Jack-o'-lanterns. Why are we here? To pay our respects
2: to the dead? The Halloween school bus massacre.
0: protect us, but... Morning, guys. What in name are you doing down there? Hitting bodies? No, <gasps> uh, Nowadays, no one really cares. This one's the lit. What the hell are you doing? What is that? It's them. A trick. It's real.
2: Tonight, it's about
0: respecting the customs, not breaking them.
1: So this is, I think it's, I guess it's technically four stories. It's really five stories um, in this Ohio it's four town. four and a wraparound. Yeah, right, yeah. That's then also still sort of one of the, Woven in the between. math gets a little tricky and trick or treat. Um, yeah. But it's basically, don't fuck around on Halloween and you'll get killed. And sometimes your high school
2: principal really is be, a serial killer. Be true to the spirit of Halloween.
1: Yeah. Uh, so those are some of our favorite anthology movies. Let's check out Adult Swim Facebook's top picks. So
2: we had a hard time with this because the number one thing was that most of you didn't seem to understand what an anthology is, which I can't uh, I can't, for the life of me understand why you wouldn't just Google anthology. That's a lot of time. Instead of just sitting in your filthy ignorance. But uh, an we anthology, now, now that you know what it is, since we explained it to you, you can see that these are all acceptable choices <laughs> of what a good anthology is. Yeah. Um. So great well, work.
1: Fiction, I feel like is slightly out of the box. Of I mean, Pulp Fiction is kind of
2: like um, trick or treat. It's yeah. like it's it's all one filmmaker, it's one writer. The stories are all connected. Two writers, but the stories yeah. are all connected deeply in a way that makes it almost not quite an anthology. But yeah, I still think you could say it is. Sure, I accept. Um. And let's look at the uh, Toonami Facebook, and you guys had even more trouble because we couldn't even get five choices. So Animatrix is a terrific anthology that I would have talked about, but we'd already talked about it. Twilight Zone, the movie, Trick or Treat, VHS. And guys, the Alien series is not an anthology, though you can buy it in a box set called the Alien Anthology. That just means a bunch of distinct films. So next time before commenting, just, just Google. Just use Google.
1: I mean, it does say Anthology
2: on the box. You've got your, you've got, yeah, I know. But, you know, there's a thing. It's in everyone's phone. You just go on the internet, you type in anthology, Ooh, definition. Shit, it's, you're right. It's super crazy. It's crazy easy. And that way you don't have to you know, look stupid to total strangers. Um, so, Thanks for participating. So bearing that in mind, we'll try not to use so many big words next time, guys. Um, so bearing that in mind, let's talk about our sneak peeks this week. And first up, do we actually have it? We do indeed. We do have a premiere for Dragon Ball Super Episode 59. A lot of you guys have been asking us, why haven't you been doing sneak peeks of individual episodes of Dragon Ball Super? Well, the answer here here from us is that we often don't get the episode in time from the distributor to turn it around fast enough to do a promo. When we do... We always do a promo. So we got it this time. So here is the promo for Dragon Ball Super episode 59, which airs this Saturday night at 1030. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. There's no doubt about it. He plans to kill Goisu in cold blood. (gasps) Then what are we doing? We've got to get back and save him. I can't take action against a high-level deity without some proof. I've had some more time to reconsider what you told me about the interplay between good and evil. Dragon Ball Super. Saturday night at 10.30. We can't keep watching from the sideline. If we don't act now, he'll die. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. So, in addition to that, we also have a new lineup spot. Because
1: which of- is technically not a sneak peek because it's already run, but it didn't run inside sure. Toonami, which is the first time it's going to run <laughs> this weekend, and it is the new lineup so that's running this we're Saturday We're just putting night. it so here in here in go.
2: case you missed it. It's, we're going to have a new lineup. The lineup now involves... Uh, the original Fully Cooly, which you should definitely catch if you haven't seen it. And if you have seen it, you should catch it so that when you hopefully want to watch Fully Cooley 2 and then 3, you have a chance to sort of see all the resonance from the original series. That's It's layered. It's layered. Um, so let's check out our lineup spot for April 14th.
0: Saturday night belongs to Toonami.
2: Let's do this.
0: I am not worthy. Dragon Ball Super lights up at 10.30. I've taken Godhood to a new level. DBZ Kai brawls at 11.00. You still oh, It's a fair fight! gets twisted at 11.30. A state of emergency has been declared. JoJo drops mayhem at midnight. I can't wait! Stramidia shreds! The Gundams swoop in at
1: 12.30. No surprise there. Black Clover wrecks wizards at 1.00. I'll bring this guy
0: down. Here I come! Mr. Hunter knocks out 130. Oh, give it my all. Now who's next? Ship it in flies off the rails at 2. Space Dandy transmits the hits at 2.30. Bebop. Cowboy Bebop scores at 3. Another blackjack. And Ghost in the Shell logs in at 3.30. Primitive nature! Tsunami, every Saturday night from
1: 10.30 to 4. You have earned my respect. <laughs> Saturday fun night. fun fact Sean Aikens used to Always not Want to write tsunami" too, Because he felt like It sounded weird Oh that's right was, I remember
2: he had a thing lots You can't of ever little... say yeah. <laughs> I remember that Or oh, he wouldn't say So uh, it
1: always clicks in my ear Whenever I hear it now I'm like it, huh. it,
2: And He had a thing at the end Too what we couldn't say It was like oh, It was Only "tsunami" On Cartoon Network Or like He made us phrase it In a specific way That really bugged him If we didn't do it that yeah. way I remember Um shout out to sean so uh next up is i haven't done this in a while so it's another edition of moving pictures uh where i review animated films from across the globe and this time i chose this movie bird boy the forgotten children which is a spanish animated film um so i actually have the trailer so we can check that out and then we'll do a moving pictures do you remember the way life used to be it all happened in an instant
1: Wake up, Bird Boy. This could be a great day.
0: No, Dinky. Not
1: again. I have feelings, too. Today's the day.
0: Where are you going in such a hurry? (laughs) What do you want? Cocaine? I'm leaving. You cannot go on living here on your own. The big city. We're getting off this damn island. Fly away with us. We'll start a new life. Far away from here. Him. He doesn't love you. You just don't understand him. Bird Boy has a demon inside. How do I help you? Tell me! I'll you down! The only thing that really scares me is the thought of being stuck on this island forever.
2: We need a boat. Take me with you. So I saw yeah, I, awesome. s- I saw that trailer and thought well, this looks really interesting. I'm going to check this out. And so, d- would you like to find out what I thought of it? No. Oh, let's just skip. That. Well, guess what? You're going to anyway. Son of a bitch. Roll tape. Hey, tsunami faithful. It's Jason DeMarco here with another edition of Moving Pictures, in which I review a movie suggested to me by you, the viewers. And this time around, I'm reviewing a movie called Bird Boy, The Forgotten Children. Bird Boy, The Forgotten Children actually came out in 2015 in Spain, but it's taken this long to make its way over to the U.S., which it did so via G-Kids, who acquired the rights and did an English dub. So you can see it in its original Spanish language or in English. I watched it in Spanish, and I kind of wish I had watched it in English because the visuals are so gorgeous, and actually it's a really good-looking movie, so I wish I could have just paid attention, but that's my bad. Bird Boy, The Forgotten Children is directed by two people, uh, Alberto Vasquez and Pedro Rivera, and it's based on Alberto Vasquez's comic of the same name. They also did a short film together a couple years before uh, about Bird Boy, and it, it's totally, it looks very hand-drawn in 2D, kind of old school. It's got a very, very unique art style. The story, which I don't want to get too deep into because it's kind of, its it's a pretty, It's only a 97 minute movie, but it's a pretty big story. Basically, there's a world in which these talking animals live, they live on an island, Uh, a factory is built and explodes and poisons all the water all around so no one can fish and uh, there's very little left on the island that isn't poisoned and irradiated. So all of these creatures still live on the island and where the factory was is now this dumping ground where these mice live. And the main part of the story concerns Bird Boy himself, who is the son of Birdman, who was a person who who was a creature that flew around and sort of protected the island, and now uh, he's dead, and Bird Boy has a demon inside of him that he is basically fighting to try to keep from being unleashed. And then in addition to him, there's a cast of three or four different animal characters that we focus on, they're all basically trying to get together and leave the island. And for a lot of the movie, you're hopping back and forth between all these characters. And it's not quite clear how their stories are going to come together. But in the end, basically three of the characters get together to try to leave the island and they get in trouble. Uh, They get sold out on their way off the island by the mice who live in the dump and bird boy has to come and protect them and basically unleash the demon inside of him and, save them. It's a really strange tonality that the movie has where they use these very cute characters to sort of explore these pretty horrible things that happen in some pretty horrific situations. So, you know, for instance, there, there's one character who's a pig and his grandmother that lives with him is, is an addict. And sort of the way they show her being an addict is this spider that crawls out of her, that lives inside of her, that yells at him. Um, there's another character who has sort of bad thoughts and she has to always be listening to these evil thoughts that sort of are personified by two little creatures that pop out of her ear there's a lot of violence and a lot of pretty disturbing gore so it's like, you know, they clearly are using these little cutesy characters as a way to juxtapose all the horror that this world sort of has and, you know, the whole story is basically about growing up and accepting sort of who you are and where you come from and it's obviously got a lot of psychological underpinnings that make sense it is, if you're not ready for it it's a little disturbing of a watch the art style is totally gorgeous they have these kind of Airbrush looking backgrounds. There's a ton of great chiaroscuro with like very beautiful reds and darks. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely a visual treat, and the characters are super cute, and that maybe makes it even more horrible when bad things happen to them. But it's it, so it's not for the faint of heart, you know. It may look like it, it looks like an art film, it looks like something interesting, but you may think because of the childlike characters that maybe it's a softer story, but it's one of the darkest animated films I think I've ever seen. It's pretty successful in what it tries to do. It tries to sort of get at deep stuff that we all feel. Things like alienation growing up not being afraid of letting go of your past, dealing with the things about yourself you don't like, addiction, being raised by abusive parents, like all kinds of things in, in a pretty unique way and in a, in a voice that I don't think I've, I've seen anything like before. So I definitely think if you're a fan of animation, it is absolutely worth checking out. It's got like a 96% score on Rotten Tomatoes. So most people that see it, that are interested and drawn to it, like it. So I would say for me, this was, um, I don't know that I'm gonna wanna watch it a bunch of times, because it's kind of a hard watch but it was really well done and I was very impressed with the animation and I, I definitely am going to be checking for uh, Vasquez and Rivera's next movie or whatever they decide to do I'm amazed they got the money to make this movie, but good on them um, and like I said, I got it on iTunes you can get it in Spanish or English dub it's readily available through GKids definitely worth checking out um, so that's it um, those are my thoughts on the prequel to Birdman Bird Boy, but if you have suggestions on movie, animated movies you'd like to see me review hit me up at clarknova1 and i will check him out thanks Bad Boy. final watch it i think you should watch it but i don't think you should watch it with Annie. yeah because it will be upsetting uh and then finally we have some adult swim singles this week this week we have a big two adult swim singles dose adult swim singles uh, first up is relapse by knowledge featuring traffic uh, Knowledge is a hip-hop producer who has worked with uh, a whole bunch of different rappers over the years. He's on Stone's Throw. He's amazing. If you haven't heard him, you should check him out. He did an album with Anderson Pock that's really good. Um, so I'm psyched we got a new track from Knowledge. Let's uh, have a little sample. I thought to
0: myself was like that, I like the, the war. That. I'ma get him back,
1: but I'ma run up in his face. Then look him in his face. This eye, then see them in his
0: face. Yo, close cast, cold case, cold case, that first 48 shit. I don't need to say shit. Cause I didn't even see shit. Nigga, that's that yeah, street shit, the squeeze shit. That traffic. That street been blasted. I'm yeah. squeezing.
2: That's number 52. And then number 53. Wait, there's only 52 weeks in the year. Sometimes we're doing more than one a week, baby. Holy shit. So this week we're doing also a song by Paul Bearer, who is a metal group. Uh, They're really good. Uh, If you haven't heard them, you should check them out. Most of the songs are 15 or 20 minutes long, but they're well worth it. Uh, And this is a new song from them called Dropout. So let's check out a sample of Dropout by Paul Bearer. can hear those at adultswim.com singles as well as the other 51 songs we've released so far and come back next week where we will release another new song because we ain't stopping clearly ever well at some point we'll stop and we're definitely going to stop this broadcast thank you for watching and we'll be back next week
1: stay tuned for a very special PUBG g humpers oh. Ooh, nice. coming up next nice. special guest stars nice bye